Good Monday morning, guys. I'm Jerry Miller, and welcome to Real Talk with Keith Smith. Thank you kindly for joining us. A pleasure to connect with you guys through the I Love Seville Network. The Ides of March upon us. Um, St. Patty's Day at the end of the week. March Madness starts Thursday. The Masters around the corner. A lot of activity, and, and it's not just in life, sports, and events. A lot of activity in real estate as well. Look On that, that note, <laughs> Judah Wickhauer, let's welcome the star of the show, Keith Smith, to the program. A lot of activity in real estate, my friend. Oh, it, I, I'm a little slow this Okay, I'm a little slower than normal mm. this morning. I'm not talking about my mental ability. I'm talking about my physical ability. This was, uh, man, we put in two back-to-back 12-hour days. Haven't done that in a while, um, on weekends anyway. So, uh, you know, sales are up. I mean, as far as pendings go, we were just looking at week over week. Um, This same week last week, we're up 28% in volume of sales. In other words, homes that went under contract, but we're down 17% on the number of uh, homes coming on the market. And it was interesting. I took a look at because somebody taught me how to take pictures of this and oh yeah all this on your stuff. iPhone JB but, what's up buddy John Blair and it's interesting and, and um, <clears throat> so we've been doing this so long I can go back and look at stuff so I went back to 2021 the same week in 2021 and the pending in the same week in 2021 was 96 versus. Uh, 102, which now just jumped up to 105 as we've been sitting here on on that on that end of it. So you know that's uh, that's roughly uh, you know that's a pretty big that's a pretty big uh, jump in here. But the pendings are just ridiculous. Excuse me, the actives, the actives in 21 were 87, and the actives right now are 65. So that's like a 30. If my math is right, that's a 30 percent. A negative in pending uh, and active, so we're off compared to 21 by roughly 30 percent. But the the pendings are kind of flat, right? You know, 21 there was 96, 22 103. Uh, this last uh, week in 20, this week in 23 102. To me, those are pretty darn close. So here's what he's saying. Here's what he's saying. Um, we're going to put this he's in layman's he terminology some here. And wake up. Um, they're. Uh, there's not much inventory on the market. So right now, there's 67 units in the car footprint for sale. 67. Yeah, our number from this, an hour ago was 65. Now it's 67. So there's 67, right? That's right. Um, of the 67, to put it in perspective, last week, seven days ago, at this time, there was, um, what is that, 89? No, no, last week was 76. Well, plus back on the market. Okay, yeah, well. 89. Yeah, correct, yeah. Okay. And this time last year, there was, good Lord, 137 yeah. on the market. Yeah. So over the course of one year, this time last year in 2022, you had 137 units for sale. Between new and what came back on. Inventory on the market, 137 units. Homes you can buy. Right now you have 77 people. Yeah. 77. But the, but the tempo of buying, in other words, the tempo of homes going on the contract is pretty constant. Well, I mean, a perfect example of this is year over year, the pendings, these are homes going under contract. Yeah. This week, 102 under contract. Same time last year, it was 103. So that's flat. So that, what does that tell you? That tells you that if you list a home and it's priced right, conditions are good, 
people on the other side matter. No, 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 no. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Give it to me. You rattle it off so quickly. You want me to do it slowly? Yeah, no, no. Just, yes, go a little slower this time. Uh, yeah. I'll remember it if you go a little slower. It's okay. My coffee hasn't kicked in, and I'm a little wore out. Price right. No, no, no. No? They, no. Conditions? No. no. Location. There you go. Location. 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 Judah, help me out here, brother. Location. Okay, let's see if Judah's got the second one. Judah, do you got the second one? Okay. <laughs> location, price right. Well, price right. Well, time out here. So, if my co-host, <laughs> my partner in crime here, is not paying attention, I, I could get them all, just not in the order you prefer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the order matters. Okay, so right? location. The order matters. It's okay. it's location. Mm-hmm. Price. Price right. Okay. Price. Yeah. Conditions. Features. Okay. Condition. Okay. Timing. Okay. And, and people on the other side matter. Person on the other side. Well, gonna get, I'm going to get myself into trouble saying that. I'm being Keith Smith right now. The person on the other side matters. Thank you. Thank you for very much for getting my blood pumping this morning. Because I am dragging that, you know, at a certain age, that one extra hour makes a difference. And, uh, man, it's been a, it was a long weekend. It was a good weekend. We put a lot of homes on the contract. And, it's great. Congratulations. And, yeah, yeah. Some list, put listings on Friday, sold them on Sunday. So, uh, you know, so you continue to say rates rates aren't well. The factor that, here. That's 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 what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, here, right. What, that's what, what you're are, saying. The numbers back it up. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying here, and and you know what what I mean by flat twenty one, twenty two, twenty three. You know, again, there's a little bit of a difference between ninety six and one hundred two, but percentage wise, it's pretty narrow. To me, you know, 96, 103, and 102, 96 and 21, 103 and 22, and um, 102 this last week, it's flat as flat can be. But, man, the inventory is, like, plummeting down. And, I, you know, we'll, we'll kind of dig into this a little bit more on Wednesday with Scott. Um, but Scott uh, Morris with M- M- Ross Mortgage, excuse me, on that end of it. But interest rates aren't mattering. I mean, this time last year, I didn't get a chance to look at it this morning, but somebody who's smarter than me can go ahead and do that. Um, this, this time last year, mortgage rates, I don't think, started that, that this double. This time last year, I'd say they were in the threes, high threes. Yeah, I, don't, I, try, I think it was closer to April when the, when the doubling started. Yeah, when they started, started jumping. Started yeah. happening. So, so, you know, we were at 100 and freaking three contracts at let's call it 3%, somewhere between 3 and 4%, somewhere yeah. in that range. And we're at 102. This at basically 65 to 7%. I think some of it is, I think, I think these contracts may have caught the tail end of over 7 too. So let's call it 7. 7%. And, and call it 4. That's, that's a 3, three point, That's a huge delta. That's a 3 point, that's a roughly doubling. That's massive. In Smith math. That's a massive delta, to your point. But but the thing is, is it's not slowing the the, the buyer down. And an example of that, um, I sent you guys something over the weekend. We were, I guess, this was two Mondays ago, we were talking about um, the shootings, right? Yeah. And so I've been tracking <clears throat> Fightville and 10th and Page, and they just had a home go on the, on the market. Five, five plus. Five plus on the market nine days. So not a large home either. It, it is not a large home, um, but it's kind of in this area, you know, about about a smack in the middle of it. Uh, it was interesting. I was looking up the walk score on that, and that had a walk score of ninety eight, which yeah, is super a phenomenal high. walk score. Yeah, that's why the neighborhood has potential. Absolutely, you can walk 
to, to almost anything over there. But look, so interest, and I don't know what all this means, right? I just know what the numbers are. Interest rates are impact, impacting our marketplace. Let's say the local news, let's call it that, isn't impacting the buyers writing contracts. So, you know, if you've got something to sell and you are at that point right now, don't think that there isn't buyers out there to buy. This pool that we talk about all the time is still at 20 feet deep, right? This, is, this buyer pool is not decreasing. Otherwise, we would see, you know, numbers substantially lower than 2021. I mean, just think about this. 2021, this week, we had less sales than the, this previous seven days. Not by a lot, right? A handful on it, but it was less. So my God, you know, if you are, if it's in the right location, right prices, right price, right features, right condition, now's the time. That's why the, that's why the order is important, right? So if you catch the four, what is the right, is it now the right time to do this? And it is the right time. It's right time. It's also the right time to buy clearly because people are buying like crazy. Well so. said. That's a that's a sizzle reel. Mark that. Oh, oh. Judah Wickhauer. That was fantastic. I didn't I didn't give you a heads up this time. I was like, this man's grooving and moving. Let's let's leave him alone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Williamson, we'll get to your comment here in a matter of moments. Welcome to the show, Bill McChesney. You know this whole Hello book. And I have to, to stop show. for a second. Yes, this mustache thing is getting out of control. Oh, it is totally getting out of control, and somebody's going to get hurt before it's all over. Well, well, put it in perspective. What's getting out of control? I, I, I now have people calling me and texting me about this whole Neil shaving it off live. I've uh, never Neil agreed. is going to shave, shave uh, it off live. No, I've never. Neil is an honorable man. I never committed to him shaving it off. Uh, I think I think we have done well, that. I need, I need the video proof. We need to go back to the tape on that. Neil one. says, is there any increase on supply on the horizon? No. The answer is no. The answer is no. Yes, and maybe no. No. Yes. The answer, okay, where's the supply going to come? So I... I think in his county, in Greene County, we've been talking about this forever, right? There is, we had uh, Jim Friedel on. There's about 1,800 homes in the pipeline. But, but the we're, term, we're a but, ways away from but, that. But the term is near future, right? Yeah. They're, okay. they're, I, I, and I, look, I think once I lose my mustache and once the, the um, uh, new zoning ordinances, the rewrites are done. You're talking about upzone. <laughs> It's talking about upzoning. No, I'm not. I'm talking about zoning rewrite. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. But we'll call it upzoning for the sake of a talk show. That's um, what it's called. Yeah. Th- those, those homes, whichever they might be, that product is years out. Yeah. So this is not getting any better. I don't know. Who did we have on the show that we asked the question that if interest rates doubled, would that impact this pace? It was, it was Scott. And Scott said it. Scott. It'd have to get to double digits. He says would it would not have an impact until double digits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, we're, we're, we're helping. I've been continuing to say this. We're helping our daughter and son-in-law in Richmond, and we're, we're in the middle of another 30-unit bid, a 30-contract bid for a half-a-million-dollar home. You know, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, we, we've doing, we're putting our best foot forward, which kind of makes me segue into what we're trying to do on the 22nd. We kind of have to lo- live come up with a name for, we, there we go. for the show on the 22nd. But what we're going to do on the 22nd um, is we're going to have a rotating 
uh, cast of characters in this chair over here. We'll have Scott to the right of me and then a chair. And what we're going to be talking about is how to win in today's market, how to win in a, a market where we just went up 28% from one week to the next in contracts and we're staying flat on inventory. And I suspect this inventory is going to stay flat for quite a while, uh, years, I, I would almost suspect, going, going out. So how do we win? How, what skills and what little house hacks that one needs to do to try to put you in a better position. So we're going to have an appraiser. We're going to have uh, Woody Fincham in here for, from that perspective. We're going to have a home inspector because one of the things we're doing now, particularly in, in some of the recent showings I've been doing, I'm a little bit of a, of a, a unique character because I hold a couple of different licenses, so I see things from a builder's perspective. But we're also bringing uh, home inspectors in when we start looking at houses now. That is back um, into, into doing it. So because you know the key here is to price it right, minimize your um, contingencies as best as you can. In other words, make the offer right. And um, the real key is communicating with the other side. That's why that sixth one is so important. Yeah. On that end. Ray Cadell, watch the program. Um, I believe interest rates under 10% only change who is buying what. Yeah. Well, that's what Not that's stopping the market in any way. Yeah. I've been watching this for 35 plus years with interest rates yeah. 19% and down. Yeah. He also says 10% seems to have some sort of psychological barrier. Well, that's what Scott said, right? A double digit is a psychological kind of kind of thing. Um, but, you know, Ray's right. I mean, my first house was 18%, right? Does the run on the, on the banks that we've had recently have any impact on things? Yeah. So that's, that's Silicon Valley uh, Bank, end yeah. of last week. First Republic Bank, a run on the bank right now, literally as we speak, as markets open at 9.30 East Coast time. I saw down 60%. First Republic dropped 60%, literally the lead of CNBC right now. Um, Charles Schwab, that bank is headed for the worst day ever. Bank of America was down in pre-market trading. Is this run on banks a sign to what's to come? That's a really great question. Yon and I were talking about that on the way in. And I have not had an opportunity to really dig too deep in it. Literally, I, we were running, you know, wide open, two, two different directions. So not only was I working two 12-hour days, Yona was working two 12-hour days. <clears throat> so we really haven't had a chance to dig into it. I know this much. I've been doing it long enough, and I love Ray's perspective on this. Um, with housing in particular, it always seems to go west to east, Right When things start getting a little goofy out in the western states, it tends to migrate to the east. have no rationale why. I just know I lived it the last time in the time of great unpleasantness that you know you started seeing things in California and all that kind of stuff going south first, and it kind of worked its way across to the eastern seaboard. That's very macro in it. Um, Look, I don't know how that's going to impact the housing market. I think it's going to impact the people that are part of it. But I also thought I read, isn't the um, SCC, it's not the SCC, uh, FDIC making these folks whole? Yeah, they're uh, Or is that up to a certain dollar amount, though? Essentially back in the banks. I mean, 
saving these banks is essentially no, what's happening. The, now, that question is, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, here, here's the question that I have. I wasn't a fan the last time around. They're, they're bailing out the banks. These okay. banks are getting bailed out by the federal government. Um, this is the question I have. If we have Silicon Valley Bank literally a run at SVB last week, and now we have a run at First Republic. First Republic, Jude, are you watching this? First Republic is down 60% right now. In fact, First Republic is down 64%. Bank of America is down. Um, all the major banks are down right now. Charles Schwab heading for his worst day in the history of the company. So the question is, is this a flu that's going to go across the complete banking industry? Is that, is that the concern? Is that no, the my concern is this. Charles Schwab's down 10% now. Um, Key Corp down five and change. Pack West down seven. My concern is this. How does this influence the Fed with rate hikes? If banks are collapsing, at least a couple of them, and they are, and the banks that are collapsing are needing a bailout, to my first question, how can the Fed continue to accelerate yeah. with rates? So I have not read into this enough to talk too tel- intelligently about it. So I'm going to rely on you guys a lot on that. So my first question is going to be: Is why are they failing? Right. Well, people are made a run on them. They took it out more money than deposits. I got it. Um, but why is that happening? Earlier in the week, some data points from Silicon Valley Bank were um, concerning. And midweek, I think it was Wednesday, those data points were released. And as those data points were released, depositors said, good Lord, get my money out of here. Got it. Got it. Sounds like 29 all over again. I mean, but, but, but the question is, is it, was it specific to these type of lending institutions, the, the way that they conduct their business, right? Or is this just a, 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 a flu that's starting out in California or out west? Because these are mostly western states except for... Did you, did you not say? Uh, first, one? let me see where First Republic is based out of. No, Sil- SVB is a California bank. We know that. Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah. Um, I, it's, it's, this is a point of uh, something to follow. Yeah, so uh, without a doubt, I just haven't read in on it enough to, to kind of to catch up on, on, on it. But my first question is why, why is it happening, right? And the other thing is, is my God. It, first Republic is headquartered in California. Got it. So, yeah, that's the third one, right? Yeah. So yeah. when you say went down, and you pull the mic over there if you could, please, sir, so folks can hear you, because only Keith and I heard you say that, and, and we'd love to hear for the viewers and listeners to hear that. First Republic is uh, headquartered in California. Judah's got a third one. Jump in here, J Dubs. <clears throat> Signature Bank went down as well. So when you say went down, you mean these are people making a run on their state on, state regulator state regulators closed, closed New York based signature shut, bank shut on down. Sunday. Yeah. You can't put any more you can't put any more deposits. I mean, First Republic is getting additional liquidity from the Federal Reserve and J.P. Morgan Chase. Um, no, J.P. Morgan is not California. That's for you're sure. Billions of dollars um, that are bailing out these banks right now. Yeah. I mean, is this, is this, this, is this an they're indication? Not, they're, not, they're not bailing out the banks, though. There's, they're bailing out the folks that deposit the money in the banks, yeah. But yeah, is, which is essentially bailing out the bank. Because no. if the depositors don't have trust in the bank, the whole banking system collapses. Uh, uh, but they're not bailing out 
No, they're giving the money to the depositors. They're insuring but, the money's there. But yeah, is there SVB all? is done. SVP is is finito. Yeah. First Republic is not yet. Okay. So a, do we have too many banks? Is that what this is? Is this a scenario? I don't like, think we have too many banks. I think it's just this an, was. I know with SVB, what they did is they took a lot of their short term. Um, how do I put it? I think a lot of their short their short term money, and put it into longer term uh, investments, and when people started trying to pull their money out they uh didn't have an easy way to get yeah so they didn't they didn't have enough liquid assets yeah cash they were putting it into development projects so they were putting it into and so the question is how how uh, widespread is that among other banks banks. and then a follow-up question is how does this impact the fed with raising rates well then a follow-up question on top of all that is this is this legitimately the first sign of the recession that's coming is this the recession? Is this is this the one thing? What what's causing the recession? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is pretty ominous, right? Here. Yeah, because because we might be on the on the beginning of a recession up until this point, right? It's it was extremely fragile until this point. Correct. Uh, what you know? And now you literally have every media outlet in the country sure. showing B roll outside banks yeah. and people trying to get their money. So I guess B-roll is... Action footage. Got it. B-roll. So is this, back to my question, is to your comment, is this some banks that caught the flu, got COVID, and now they're out, and this starts to to Judah's point, then is this now a systemic problem Uh, that is going to spread through now? So if if it is... This is is the beginning. Well, if it's limited to a certain number, then I, I think... It's going to kind of work itself out. If it's something that every local bank or every banking institution is doing, as Judah outlined on that, then this is this potentially has a 2008 to 10 implication. And then what happens at that point? I mean, listen to these numbers here. But let me let me finish this train of thought, if you don't mind. So my question would be for Scott is. I've got a buyer. Does does for this is a real estate show. Does this going on impact my ability to get a thirty year mortgage? Right now, I don't think it does at the moment because most of them are FHA. They're mostly federally somehow or another federally backed. Uh, Mortgages and securities, and this is really a Scott Morris question. We probably should, I probably should tag him and see if he can chime in and and uh, really add some. Uh, and if there's any other mortgage folks watching on it, but does what's happening with this quote unquote run on these institutions does that migrate its way down to the 30 year mortgage or my ability to get a 30 year mortgage? That that's the I mean, question. It certainly I, did. 08, 09, and 10. But it was different, though. It was those were mortgage-backed securities. The issue in 08, all, 09, and ten. Yeah, this that was very different. This was all, frankly, the realtor. Excuse me, the realtors, the regulators not watching, and the banks. And to Judah's point, it was everybody was doing it on this thing. I describe it as the cookie jar kind of kind of thing, which I've done before, where the where the feds let banks take cookie, cookies out of the cookie jar and weren't really w- watching it this much. This is something different. This is people trying to pull cash out of the bank. San Francisco's First Republic Bank lost 65, is down 65% today 
after dropping 33% last week. PacWest Bank Corp dropped 42%. Western Alliance lost more than 70%. National banks, Bank of America slipped 6%. Charles Schwab tumbled 18%. So that is their percent, their valuation of the stock market, right? Yeah. Yeah. So again, the question is, is, is this impacting these, uh, my clients, the buyers out there, this 20-foot pool we've been talking about, does this impact your ability to get a loan or not? 0809, it did, right? 0809, it, it, was, it was all tied to real estate. Again, I'm just reading, I'm, I'm learning this live here. You know, uh, this feels like I have no confidence in this bank and I want to pull my cash out. You know, I just don't. Michael Plecker, mortgage-backed securities is Freddie and Fannie. Yeah. We do those every day. This is not a mortgage-backed securities issue. Thank you. Jason Howard, are people going to panic in the way they did when the gasoline pipeline went down, when we ran out of gas because everyone panicked and filled the tank oh, every that's day? A great are we seeing or going to see people going to their banks and trying to take all of their cash out? Well, that's a, that's, that's a 29 thing, right? <clears throat> I mean, this comes back to what we've talked about on the I Love Seville show. I was talking about this with my uh, father-in-law, my wife, this morning, Judah. You got Airbnb, who's what the largest room booking company in the world. Airbnb yeah. owns no rooms. You got Uber, who transports more people than any other car service in the world. But don't own anything. Airbnb owns, or uh, Uber owns no cars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got banks, who evidently don't have money in their banks. Yep. It's called fractional reserve banking. You got, yeah, that's, that's called branding right there. No, no, no. No, I know it's called that, but that's called branding, what you just said right there. You got, we've turned in, it's everything you, we've, we've been talking about on the show. We've turned into a subscription society, an economy. <clears throat> well, well that's, that's, what, that's what's in this thing I hold in my hand, right? You know, but that's why... Real estate is even more important because it's a tangible thing. It, it reminds me of the of the conversation we had with uh, one of the Flavana County Board of Supervisors. We were trying to explain the difference between appreciation and deep depreciation. You know, vehicles depreciate, homes appreciate. Real estate. If you're on the Board of Supervisors and you don't know the difference between the appreciation and depreciation, you should not be on the Board of Supervisors. I'll go ahead and say that. Okay. I will go ahead and say that. Appreciation and depreciation I learned in the seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Legitimately. Yeah. Well, and if, if, if we're making policy and tax decisions without knowing those terms, I'm concerned. Those of us that are uh, just have a barely over third grade level, but we're working on it for you. You, you know the difference between that, yeah, though. I, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so, I, I mean, it's a, it's a great topic to, to bat around, and maybe this is a, a thing to tackle on Friday and, and Wednesday. I just haven't read in enough of it. I could just tell you. It's, at, let's, we can, we can say moment, this. It's not good. Well, not, of course it's not good. It's not good. N not the, you know, anything th this large is not good. So it depends on people's cash positions at the moment. And we've been talking about this for a while. Most people don't have that much cash, right? Uh, uh, you know, they're not holding that much cash as they used to during, during the pandemic. But at the end of the day, my question would be, to Michael or to Scott or to any 
any other loan officer doing it. Is this what's going on has a direct connection to my client's ability to get a 30-year mortgage? And if the answer to that is no, then, then I'm not so sure it's going to have a direct impact to real estate. If the answer is yes, is there is some sort of linkage there, which, again, I just don't know, then it could impact this number we're talking about here. It could impact uh, inventory because, you know, peop- that's where people's assets are. Most of their cash is right up, tied up into their home. So, you know, is, is that's what's going on. Do you feel safe about your cash right now? Did you have an I bank? mean, I, I, my cash is in uh, stocks, uh, bonds, equities, CDs, and real estate. Yeah. I do, I do not leave cash sitting in a bank at low yields. Okay. So I have some cash, substantial, because when you go through 2008 and 2010, you've learned to have a bunch of cash reserves put away somewhere. So the question is, is Keith and Yona going to go home tonight and take all the cash that we've got in our banks, right, because we spread them out on different banks, which is a lesson I learned in 2008, 2009. Never put all your money in one bank. Um, on that end of it. So I'm going to te- go in and take all the cash that we've been saving since 2008 after, after the time of great unpleasantness and losing $17 million and losing all the cash that we had. Do I now go out and take that cash and put them in envelopes and stick them on the Yona's side of the bed because she won't let me put them on my side of the bed? No, no. Yeah, so the question is, is am I going to do that now? No, I, don't, I, I hope you guys don't do that. No, so the, so the emotional question is, is, if, is this what's going on? As I said, the flu, all of a sudden get to the point that Keith and Yona are sitting in their kitchen table and going, honey, we need to take our cash out because I'm worried about losing it. Now, I, 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 this, my, my hope a positive about this is we are less aggressive with rate hikes. I, Powell sees oh. how fragile and vulnerable this economy is. The rate hikes are not as aggressive or hawkish. Credit card debt becomes more manageable for people because the rates aren't getting more expensive. The debt services are more expensive. That'll potentially, we know there's not a direct correlation, but anyone who follows this show knows that there's an indirect correlation. Maybe that'll help drop rates on uh, 30-year and 15-year mortgages. I mean, if how can, how you disagree with this, Judah? I mean, I, I saw you grimace a little bit. How can Powell come in and continue to do this so the kind one of article increases? I read in the New York, New York Times was actually saying that. I what read do you that think quickly, there, Judah? quickly this morning. You disagree. I know you disagree here. Well, this the, is often because, the bull, Judah, Keith. This is often the bull and the bear here. Because they're walking a tightrope. I mean, obviously, they're trying to get rid of inflation. And yeah, the if they right stop, it's not like inflation is just going to stall. It's going to come roaring back. So they, they, if, they go, if they go too far in one direction, then, then banks start having runs and problems like this. If they, if they take their foot off the, the gas on the, Everything uh, else becomes on more the rate expensive. hikes, yeah. then yeah, then, we, Everything then, becomes we're, more then we're back at, so, at the beginning of all of this. So, gentlemen, do you think this run on the banks are going to negatively impact inflation or positively impact inflation? I, think, I don't. I don't think. I think it's neutral. But. I think this run on the banks is going to create fear. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and fear dampens economies because it keeps people from spending. Yeah, it, sure. it, it impacts consumer confidence. I hope this creates fear in Jerome Powell. I hope Powell sees how ridiculously close we are to a catastrophic recession. 
We are very, 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 very close. Very close. And I don't care what anyone says about the Central Virginia and Charlottesville economy being completely protected from everything that's going on because of UVA. We have... Judah's seen this. We're an advertising agency, a brand management company. We are interacting with 100 or so companies on a weekly basis. And these companies are contacting us. He can confirm this here, explaining how fragile their businesses are right now. We had a meeting, what, last week? We can't say who it was. And she was concerned, you know who I'm talking about, with everything, labor, the cost of labor, Customers not spending is everything. I mean, it's we're so fragile right now. So, <clears throat> and I'm curious at your thoughts on this here because this is a silent guy with a lot of perspective to offer. A silent guy with a lot of perspective. So the we can look at spreadsheets and we can look at numbers and we can look at everything, but you're spot on. Um, emotions impact the economy more than spreadsheets and balance and pluses and minus. If people are not, it's, 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 if, again, I'm not read in on it, but what's happening on these quote-unquote banks and these run on these banks, it's purely out of fear. It's, it's people sitting in that part of the world saying, I want to put my cash in my, under my mattress. And I'll let, I'll let Judah chime in on, on his thoughts. Well... I don't think it's they want to put their cash into their mattress. Well, what, do they do, what do they do when they take the cash out of the bank, Jerry? I, I, I think they take the cash out of the uh, bank and, and, and put it in another bank. I don't think these people are withdrawing tens okay. of thousands or hundreds uh, uh, okay, of thousands okay. of dollars okay, so and that, putting it in a bag under their so, mattress. So that means these people have faith in the banking system, right? Or and, they're putting it into the stock. Maybe you see a pop in the stock market with folks doing this. Or... Or in what we talk about on this show all the time, because I've been doing this long enough to know when the stock market and some of the things get a little goofy, people love to put money in dirt. You know, so maybe but that, show that's me where you can buy dirt. Yeah, you here. can't. Well, show me where you can put money well, in the dirt. Pro- the problem with that is, is if I if I have show me real estate to buy in well, Central Virginia. I, I get you, it. You just told me we're at a. There's 77 units for sale in Central yeah. Virginia. Yeah, yeah. 77, Judah, in a 300,000 person market. There's yeah. 77 units to buy. Yeah. So, how can they put their money into dirt here? So, what would happen, a potential thing is, again, this, a lot of this is exclusive to the out west. I didn't hear too many stuff on the east coast. Charles but, Schwab. Okay, got it. So, if I have several hundred thousand dollars in Charles Schwab that I want to pull out, I now can go in and buy some of this stuff for cash and be in a better position on it. So I, I can go in and start paying a little bit more. Maybe that's why I'm, I'm competing against 30 offers and a, most, a good percentage of them are cash, right? Maybe, maybe all of a sudden this cash buyer comes in. I think the cash buyer just doesn't want to pay. Someone who's got ca- stacks of cash doesn't want to pay a 7% interest rate. And they just have cat stacks oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of cash. That, that's, that's, and I also think it's a sign of the wealth that's here. Absolutely, but we're talking to. I'm just trying to take the the theory of I'm pulling several hundred, X dollars out of Schwab, which by the way I have an account in, and Schwab on that full disclosure out of that out of that account, and go ahead and buy something because I'm saying all right, dirt is more or home or property is more stable right now. I'm going to go in and buy that now. I'm now 
the first time home buyer is even in a worse position, right? That has to do to do that. So if we now have an increase of cash buyers going, okay, I'm pulling money out of this account. I'm going to go buy something. Hey, I'm probably, we just talked about it last Monday. City of Charlottesville year, uh, year over year was up 8%. Okay, I'll sit in there, I'll make 5 to 8% of the money. When that stuff gets itself fixed, I'll sell it, put the cash back in it. I think the, I, the first time home buyer, and Judith's going to, he's got something he, he wants to offer here. I think the first time home buyer has never been in a more difficult position to buy a house. I would agree with that. You got the home values that have gone up. 25, 30% since COVID in car. First time. You got rates at 7% as opposed to three and change, and you got no inventory. But they're still buying at the same rate. So the first. The Are first, they first time home buyers? Oh, yes. The ones we're working on, we want. Okay. But here's the difference they have a substantial amount of cash to bring to the table, right? And, and, and the first the first time home buyer that has the ability, as, as a couple things here, the first time home buyer that is confident that his income or her income is going to go up is in the market. The first time home buyer that can put something more than zero down, right, is is in the market. The first time home buyer that is understands, okay, I'm going to buy at seven, I'm going to pay X dollars. I know that I know I'm increasing five, six percent, three percent, whatever it is. I am going to refinance within two years or three years or Scott when Scott's going to go do that. Those buyers are in the market. The people that can't that, hey, look, my salary is capped. Right. I'm probably not going to make a substantial amount of money in the next couple of years. I only can put zero down. Right, those are the folks that are not winning. That's a for true first-time home buyer. Well, first right time, there. Technically, a first-time home buyer is somebody who hasn't bought a home no, in three years. I, but, I totally but, get that. But, but somebody who has a deep cash reserve is not your traditional first-time home buyer. But it, they're becoming. That's, they're becoming it because they've had no choice because they've been on the sidelines for so and long. And saved money. They've lost so many deals that they've saved money. Yeah, exactly. So now they're in a position to win. That's why. That's, That's not a traditional first-time home buyer. So maybe the definition is starting to change. The first-time home buyer now is now a uh, geriatric first-time home buyer. The first-time home buyer now is 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 now a middle-aged first-time home buyer, appreciate appreciating uh, middle age. I get, we're next month. I think NAR is going to come out with its generational um, stats, which I'm excited to see. But you're, you're spot on. You're going to find that. Um, you know the what is it uh, the, um, the the there's two there's a young millennial and an older millennial right you're going to start seeing that and the Gen Zs are in it but they, they're you're 100 right I, I, I've said this before and I'm probably going to get myself into continued trouble and it's not going to be about interest rates this is going to be more of a generational thing going forward what's on the brain over there J Dubs I mean I know less about uh, what effect this is having on. On housing and home buyers, but I think uh, I think the big issue and what we uh, hopefully uh, what will eventually come to light is how many other banks have been making risky bets. And I know that with this particular bank, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily with like uh, mortgage-backed securities or um, or any of that stuff. But I think. Uh, from what I've from what I've read and seen, I think the problem is that a lot of banks have been uh, have not taken any uh, any uh, learning from uh, from the last the time of great unpleasantness. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. And they've yeah. continued making bad bets, 
and uh, they've continued ignoring their uh, risk assessment teams. And so, uh, as you know, as the fallout of these banks start hitting, and as people get more scared about their money, it's not just going to be about people uh, people running the banks trying to get their money out. It's going to be you know, it's going to be that, and it's going to be banks finding out that uh, I mean, with the rate hikes, I think they're seeing a lot of problems. Uh, a lot of problems are uh, it's like when the when the ocean goes out, and you see what's um, you see what's lying hidden in the mud. And uh, unfortunately, I think a, a lot of banks have been doing similar, if not exactly the same things as what happened with SVB. Scott Thorpe watching the program. Many of those first-time home buyers, Jerry, are also facing student loan payments, That's right. uh, which are starting back up sooner than later That's right. in a difficult economy, which is adding insult to injury. Scott exactly Thorpe right. um, in the real estate game himself. Yep, he's 100% right. Um, it's interesting, you know, a that realtor. as the tide goes out, you find out who's not wearing a bathing suit, right? Yep. Uh, so it's it's a it's an interesting uh, thing on it, but you're 100 percent right. So um, it sounds like on the periphery, um, these banks were, you know, mo- historically most of the people I ever know in the banking business they were super conservative folks. I'm talking about financing, right? Never took risks, right? Were very kind of down the middle. It's and not th- the bankers I know. Well, well, historically, I'm talking about over decades on that stuff. And it seems, you know, because 2008, 2009 was exactly the same kind of thing. You know, bankers or the banking institutions or, or um, business, for lack of a better term, were getting way outside of their traditional models. And it sounds like, if listening to Judah here, that is kind of what's going on here, that they were using their cash capital instead of making sure they had enough reserves to, to, to pay off, you know, to, to pay their uh, depositors, excuse me, on that end of it. They were using the cash for other things. I think that's what I'm hearing. Is that yeah. sound about right? Yeah, I think that you sounds about right. You should start researching this. This is important. No, I know. This is national news. Here. I was busy. This is global news. I was busy all weekend. This is all over the news cycle here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jerry, for pointing your finger at me. Yeah, I, know, I mean, sir. this is important here. I, I got this it. This is on the front page of every newspaper. Uh, I got it, but I was also working all weekend, so helping people buy houses. I get it. Thank news you. doesn't stop, though. Thank you for... Thank we you. all work. Thank you for... We all work hard. Thank you very much. Um, I... It's I, I I hope it's not the beginning of, you know, more to come. I know that's what you think. That's a hundred percent what he thinks. Uh, and, I, and I think they've been teetering on the edge of a cliff hundred percent years, and uh, <clears throat> they've had uh, a lot of luck. And I think huge had, luck. Yeah, huge luck. Uh, but it's not going to last forever. He he has straight up pal tried to crash housing, and it has not happened. Well, that, that's what I was thinking as you guys were talking here. That you know, I I so is your bet that Pal is not going to do another twenty five percent. Pal has said he's going to raise rates again. Yeah, yeah. The question is how much. Yeah, I don't and think it'll be fifty. It'll be hopefully 25. this keeps it from being too aggressive. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's 25. But, you know, if you take a look at the history of recessions, typically when recessions go in, mortgage rates drop. 
right? If you just take a look at the, with, with there's a couple, I think there's one exception to it on that, but typically the ones I've been involved with, when we start getting into a recession, mortgage rates drop. But we also typically get into recessions, we have unemployment, unemployment climb, and that is not happening this go around, right? So we're not seeing, a matter of fact, I, it's actually going in the opposite direction that I think Powell wants it to go, right? He wants two things. He wants the housing industry to slow down, which it clearly hasn't. We can prove that with the numbers today. And I think he wants unemployment to climb and, and try to cool the, cool the econ economy down. The question is, is will what we're watching on the screen and what we're talking about be another uh, an, an item that will help, in Powell's opinion, to cool the market, the market down. Woody Fincham, um, investment banking should be separate from traditional banking. We allow institutions to do risky things, then we bail them out when they fail. The government is saying that this is not a bailout, but it is. We are lending money to cover the gap. Hundred best comment I've read today from Woody Fincham. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent agree with that. Woody. So I'll make it personal. It's really. Really was nice that they bailed out the banks in 2008 and 2009. I can assure you, I got zero bailout and lost everything that we had. Zero, and and we didn't cause this, right? They did. So I'm a little bit jaded about this whole bailing out of banks. To be honest with well, you, well, that's what's happening literally yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, and literally, you know, you know sometimes again, not knowing how this could impact the whole country or the world, but maybe they should be allowed to fail. I 100% disagree with that. Oh. Good God. No. That could cause a no, I get, I the guess collapse that. of America. I get that. I, I started it off by saying this is a little personal to me, right? So there was all kinds of banks that got bailed out between 2008 and 2010. If we lose the trust in the banking system... Yeah, no, I get that. The economy would... I get that. I get it absolutely collapse again they, the government can't let these banks fail and I, and i'm sure that that they won't um but they'll do like what they did last time they'll throw a bunch of regulators in their office and they'll go from one extreme to another but to to, to woody's point um these are investment banks and 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 these are not bank traditional banks that um <clears throat> go ahead and lend the 30-year mortgage which was michael plecker's Point. So this is a little bit, little bit different. 2008, 2009. I know this because I, I went through it. There was local banks, local small banks, that I borrowed money from that had regulators parked in their, in their shops, and controlling how they were doing it. So they bailed them out. They threw in regulators into it. I'm just talking on a personal level, um, and, and I'll talk about this till I'm blue in the face. It was absolutely the best thing that ever happened to me and my family. It was horrible. Um, everybody got paid. We made sure of that um, for that end of it. Uh, but I got to spend time with my family and my daughter. And, you know, it's just, it just was a it was a really good thing. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you about it if, if I got the bailout. But I'll tell you, I would have preferred not to go through that two-plus two years of horror. Um, and I don't have a huge love for banks, to be honest with you. You know, when they start sending investigators to my kids at school, and delivering warrants and debt and delivering paperwork because they effed up and didn't know how to run a business, and I'm paying for it. So I'm, I take this a little personal on that end of it. I've most, never... most folks don't have a lot of love for banks. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 
I've got Johnny a de- Ornalis, hello. I mean, who, who I got likes de- banks? I got a dear friend of mine. And nickel and dime, yeah. I've got a dear friend of mine um, who runs a bank in New York, small little regional bank. And he tells me all the time, Keith, if you think we're the smartest people in the room, we're usually the dumbest people in the room. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He says, think about it. We never look forward. We never see what's happened. Everything that we ever do is the rearview mirror on the back of it. We tend to make really bad decisions on stuff. It's just, you know, it, this is a president of a pretty big regional bank will tell me we're usually the dumbest people in the room. And we never listen. We think we know everything better than everybody else. And, and there we're at. But you know, I, I often, often talk about 2000 time of great unpleasantness in a positive tone. This is the first time you ever heard me talk about it in a negative tone. I, I was bitter towards the banks that they got their bailout and they and I lost everything. And that's okay. I didn't cause it. We didn't cause it. They did. They got the bailout and we didn't. Uh, multiple folks are saying on the feed, you, you got to bail the banks out or the economy is going to collapse. And I'm seeing you guys post this. I don't disagree Spencer with that. Spencer and Grayson and Thomas. Plecker, um, your boy over there, says, kill the banks. Prevent more bad decisions in the future. Let the banks fail. No bailouts. He says it'll be devastating. <laughs> um, but he says there's no risk for these institutions if they know they'll get money from, from my tax dollars so they can start back up again. Let so them the, die. So the question for you, <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's not too surprising there. <laughs> But but it's it's but it's is this all banks or just a specific type of bank, right? So if it's a specific type of bank, if it's an investment bank that they made bad investments, right, bad decisions on for, with people's money, then they should be held accountable for that, not bailed out and said, okay, don't worry about it, you know, you can do it again. The last one between 2008 and 2009, that's what I'm trying to tell you. This was, I won't use names, but these were, I mean, local, small banks, because I always borrow my money from local folks um, that had, they were caught up in that and had regulators in their, in their, in their banks. These are big investment banks. Don't know, I, you know, look, <laughs> losing tremendous amount of cash I don't care who it is, is a bad thing. But I will read up on it, Jerry. Thank you for the reminder. I've just been a little busy. Oh, absolutely. Um, here, here to help. Here to help. Viewers and listeners, your thoughts. Put them in the feed. A lot of comments here. Mayor of McIntyre um, has this. A lot of the bankers when I was young were children of the Great Depression. There you go. Bankers back in the days were tighter than bark on a tree. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Scott Thorpe, commercial, commercial real estate, um, says an interesting book on this subject is titled The Creature from Jekyll Island. And chapter is titled The Name of the Game is Bailout. Book is the history of the Federal Reserve. Thank you, Scott Thorpe. Scott, I like when you watch the program, and I've really appreciated your comments of late. They've had really good um, insight and intel on stuff that's coming and going locally, especially commercial real estate. So thank you for that, Scott Thorpe. So it's interesting, Scott. So I do about 5 to $20 million of, of commercial a year uh, around different parts of the state. Do you think, Scott, what's happening on this screen and what Jerry's talking about is going to have more of an impact on the commercial market? than the residential. Oh, I don't residential think you want market. his answer on that. 
I'm sorry? I don't think you want his answer No, well, I mean, if he doesn't want to answer, he doesn't need to answer it. Um, I, I think I, he would say all of the above. But well, I think it's going to impact the commercial more than the residential. Um, Kevin Higgins, SVB, uh, Silicon Valley Bank execs, dumped shares and took bonuses right before regulators took over. The real emphasis should be on these crooks and how the government deals with them. This is just not a good look for finance. So is that factually correct? I read a little bit about that. You know, I've been pick, reading headlines on this over the weekend as I was working. Is that, is that actually true, that they actually dumped stock before this happened? Is that factually correct? The execs took bonuses. I do know that. Um, Scott Moore says, I think this is all oversold. We'll see what the week brings. So he's staying with the bullish narrative of uh, let's stay positive here. Well, the question for Scott is, is much like what Mike, Michael Plecker was saying, you know, is there, is there a division between this type of banking and the banking that people use to get their 30-year 30-year mortgages. I think the answer to that is yes, but I'd prefer to have Scott chime in on, on that and tell me that is there a division. These banks are not the banks that are giving people mortgages. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're not giving people mortgages. But as Judah's identified, it could be a tale of banking practices and strategies utilized by other banks. That's what he's saying. But, it, but yeah. if it's in the investment world, not the mortgage world, right? So if it's in the mortgage, if it, if it migrates from that into the mortgage, you disagree with that? I'm just not sure what you're saying. So what I'm, what I'm trying to say is we're talking about investment banks that are having the struggle right now. It's not yeah. banks that give mortgages, right? That's correct. Yeah, we cover that. I got it. Yeah. So the question is, is the flu that's in the investment bank that's going on that's doing this right now, is it migrating, is it jumping over from uh, investment into mortgage? If that happens, all the stuff that we're holding in our hands about housing, we've talked about this all the time about could we ever have an 08 and an 0 between over again? So if this flu we're talking about or this, this, this disease that these investment banks have right now migrates over to the 30-year mortgage, that, that could happen. That, you know, you could see a repeat because, and I just don't think that's going to happen because I think the regulators are so heavily in, in, into the mortgage side of the house. Maybe not so much on the investment side of the house. I don't know much about it, but I, it feels like that's the case. Kevin Higgins shares a link from Fortune, the media publication, that shows um, that that reports Silicon Valley Bank Chief Executive Officer Greg Becker sold $3.6 million of company stock under a trading plan less than two weeks before the firm disclosed extensive losses that led to its failure. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Well, that, 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 that man... I, Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Appreciate that, Higgins. Yeah, so that, that's just wrong, right? Because you damn well know he knew about that long before that. This wasn't something that just popped up overnight. Yeah. Right? So... Yeah, that's not a bonus. That is, the ship is sinking. I'm selling my stock, and here's my, what do they call that parachute? Golden parachute or whatever it is. The question is, how does this impact housing? Because well, it's a well, real estate point. show. And does this get folks more likely to put homes on the market? Our problem right now is we have no inventory to sell. We have 77 units on the market in a 300,000-person Central Virginia region. This time last year, we had 137 homes on the market. Yeah, we're so we are down, what, 
60 units compared to this time last year. That's a huge amount. We're down 74% from from 2022 to 2023. We're down 74% of of inventory. So, so the, again, in my infantile way of trying to explain this, I, if this stays in the, the, the envelope of investment banking, no, if it migrates, whatever this flu, whatever this disease that is going on in the investment side of the house migrates its way into the traditional to mortgage side of the house, it's going to have a huge impact on real estate. I just think that there are so many um, balances, checks and balances that put in since 2008, 2000. Just think about the appraisal process difference between 2008 to time. Woody will chime in on it. It's a whole whole different world on top of that. Um, and the regulatory, and it's much harder to borrow money, and your credit score has to be good. You know, the, you know again, in 2000. Four, five, and six. This cup of coffee I drink could could have bought a half a million dollar house, right? So all that is gone. So maybe what's going on here is the investment side. Nobody was keeping an eye, you know. They they kind of, you know, the, the the fox was in the hen house there, and nobody was watching the hen house. And on the mortgage side of it, this definitively, everybody's making sure that fox stays stays out of there. So. The only impact I think it's going to have is I think people that are if, – if the, if the depositors or the investors, because that's what this is, is made whole, they're going to start buying houses. And that's going to make the inventory even tighter and make, the, make this competition for homes even harder. Because that's what I would be doing. If I had a ton of money in that thing and I wanted to get it out, I'd put it in dirt. Uh, Robert Jerome watching the program. He's watching in the Georgetown area of Washington, hey, D.C. was there a couple weeks ago. Uh, um, went to school with this guy. He works in finance. Um, one of the smart guys from the fraternity. He says, if any of the folks watching this program thinks that a headline like banks closing or being shut down is not going to impact the American economy and housing, then you guys are just crazy. This is everywhere on the news right now, and there are more banks to close to come. So are they investment banks, or are they mortgage banks? Uh, Follow-up question for you right there. Let us yeah. know your answer there. Yeah. So, um, yeah. He's a senior VP. Yeah. And again, if it's in the investment side of the house, the average buyer, particularly first-time home buyer, has very little money tied up into the investment side of the house. Their, their equity is usually in the real estate. And he might be spot on, right? We just don't know. And that's the comment that I'm making is if this disease, if this flu that's on this side of the house migrates to the other side of the house, that's fine. And I believe it was Woody that meant, and I never quite understood why they allowed um, regular traditional banks that deal with the dirtier mortgage to get into the investment world. That's where the connection's going to happen on it. But again, uh, way out of my pay grade. Uh, I know housing uh, pretty well. Uh, and you know something like this could impact it. I think we need to see how the week goes and see if this stuff starts migrating into you know, Scott Morris telling my client, I'm sorry, but we can't do any more mortgages. Uh, Woody Fincham, look at the depositors that made up SVB, 3% or below the FDIC threshold of 250K. That means 97% of the depositors were out anything above that. This is a band-aid to help the very wealthy with money in the bank. 
you go. Um, so to my, that's kind of to my point. The average buyer isn't that person. I, I don't think the average buyer um, has a quarter million dollars cash sitting in a Silicon Valley bank. No. No, I'll tell you. I, I don't I'll, think but the average I, buyer does It's that. funny you should say that. I just was thinking of the couple of sales we did this week. And, that, and, and I really didn't think about this until you just said that. The two cash sales that we did this week pulled the money out of the stock market to buy it. Um, Bill McChesney says President Joe Biden is talking about this literally right yeah, now. Yeah, I see it. I see it over there. Literally, Joe Biden is talking about this right now. Um, and there you see the, the headline, Regional Bank Stocks Crater while the Fed outlook on rates is on screen. Yep. Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, the one thing that is for sure, and to the comment to one of your, your um, fraternity brothers. Um, he lives on the hill. Yeah, so everything is connected in today's world. So at some point, I'm sure this is going to connect to it. But as it stands at the moment, if it's impacting the 30-year mortgage world, um, well, I'm just curious. Does anybody know what the 10-year yield is? It's down. To three Woody years. Fincham, I 100% agree with the comment that you just made. Ten year, the 10-year yield is down to 3.49. This is what Woody, Woody has said. I, I, this is what I think is going to happen as well. Woody Fincham, um, he says the media, the media will jump on this like stink on a pig. Hyperbole and loose journalistic ethics will make normal depositors react negatively. Systematic fear makes ratings go up. Sure. That's exactly what's happening right now. I mean, and, and Woody, you know we have the uh, TV in the studio. It has been on constantly. The president is talking about this right now. 100% agree with this. Judah, anything you want to add to this before we get to some additional comments? Jason Howard, thank you for leaving comments on the show as well. The King of Rio. Yeah, so the 10-year treasury is down to 3.48. Jade Ups. Keith, thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, uh, it's what I can tell you what I don't want to do is add uneducated comments or uninformed comments to what's going on on the TV screen over, over that way. So what I do know is that at the moment, um, <laughs> the 10-year Treasury is going down, which means interest rates are going down, right? Which means that if this doesn't, if this segregation happens, that's a poor choice of words, but if there's a division between the 30-year and this, there's just so many buyers in the buyer pool putting a house on the market now and buying is still the best time to do it. Now, if there's some linkage there that I'm unaware of, which clearly outside of my pay grade here, and it migrates into that, then it could have an impact on housing. But at the moment, I don't see that. I don't see what's on that screen impacting the depth of buyers at the moment. And somebody might think I'm crazy. I think I was crazy. I could be crazy. But I'm just relying on 35 years of vibe and and doing this. I just don't see that that happening. I can tell you, 08 and 09, we all knew it was coming. To Judah's point. There is something coming, right? We've all been saying that. And, if, and I tell this story all the time. When I had lenders walk in my, my office and say, hey, I heard you're doing a $10 million project, 
and go ahead and offer me negative interest, meaning they were going to pay me to borrow money, I knew we were in a world of you-know-what. So if, is this segregated to the investment side of the house, not the mortgage side of the house? And if that's the case, then, then I don't think, I think a lot of people are going to get hurt on it. I think people are going to pull their money out and stop buying dirt. That's what I really think is going to happen. I just don't see that happening, my friend. Well, I, 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 there's not anything to buy. No, there is something to buy. The, the problem is, is there's 76, 65, whichever math you want to use. Yeah. But if I just pulled a couple, three, four hundred, whatever it is, out of the stock market, I can overpay for something right now just to park my cash somewhere, which now impacts this first-time home buyer or the rest of the, rest of the market that is doing it uh, for family reasons or for, the, for one of the you know, retirement, new kids, that, that kind of thing. So it could impact it. It could impact it. And I've seen that happen over years. Except 2008, 2009, it was the other way around. Plucker says uh, the 30-year hit 7.25 last week. Just wanted to give you a change of topic because you owe me a bottle of Woodford Reserve. <laughs> he, he's right, I do owe him. Write this down. Pay Plucker. Woodford Reserve. Woodford Reserve. One of the Shenandoah Valley's finest Woodford Reserve. Notes taken. Yeah. So... Can we? How about we switch to, to basketball? How about that? We can switch to anything you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's out of my pay grade. You know, we'll have to keep a close eye on it. I will read up on it. Um, I was. I will tell you this weekend. I wrote more contracts and got accepted this weekend than I've had in very, very long time. That's great. So, Congratulations. so, that's, a, so that's a positive sign. So let's kind of talk into that. Um, how many contracts did you write this weekend? Well, we put one on, listed, and sold it in 24 hours. Uh, one, two, four. That's great. Yeah. That's legit. Four, yeah. Congratulations. Um, one of them. I'm, I'm excited about our show on the 22nd where we can start helping people uh, learn how to navigate this system and navigate to win the day kind of thing. I was hoping to do a live uh come up with a name for it, but I'm going to call it win the day for the moment from a buyer's perspective and a seller's perspective on that end of it. Uh, 107, by the way. We started at 105 in pending. Now I'm up to 107. And uh, new, uh, new active drop two, which was probably the two that, that went pending. So it's just a matter of the show. Uh, we went jump from 105 pending to 107. Down there, so people are buying. People are buying homes, man. Yep. Um, I, I did see that bill that Biden is blaming it on t uh, the Donald Trump uh, rollback of his term. Um, what's roll happening with of, banking right roll, now? Rollback of the banking regulations. Yeah, by the Obama Biden administration. This is what Biden is saying right yeah. now. Um, had much much more strict banking regulation in play, and now Biden is saying Trump rolled back that um, regulation. And he's speaking right now. Yeah. How about uh, some closing thoughts for the viewers and listeners? And, and you know, we, we don't divisive politics. We don't point. But, fingers. But he also had two years to fix that, and he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. Could have reversed that day one. Right? Because it, it was a presidential um, uh, starts from the top down. So he could have did that, and he didn't for whatever reason on that end of it. Yeah, so uh, Wednesday we're going to bring Scott in. Uh, obviously, we'll probably continue to I, talk I about this. I think this is going to be the topic. Yeah, we'll continue to talk about this. Um, we're not going to get to all the comments, guys, on the banks right today. I'm sorry. So Friday, um, 
it's just Jerry and I again. Um, I'm working on, uh, I've got um, a bunch of folks that are running for office slated for April on it. So we're just kind of filling out the rest of the month with some Batman and Robin. And we're going to be going back pretty hard um, the end of this month and definitely in April where we're going to be bringing in uh, folks that are running at the state level and at the local level and start going into this uh Coffee with the candidates, kind of nice. kind of thing, on that end of it. Um, actually, got some state level enrichment level um, association, real estate association members wanting to come on the show. So we're working through that. So I, I, I've just been really looking forward to these last couple of shows. Just you and I doing doing this, right? I love it. This is I not what it. we expect. This is not what I expected to talk about today. But I'm glad that we did, though. I, I certainly yeah, yeah, thought this yeah, yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this well, is all over the global news. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I was busy trying to make magic for people and didn't get a chance to read up on it. But I will. I got plenty of time to do that. I appreciate uh, the Wickhauer perspective today, Judah. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you Judah. Um, Keith, the sizzle reel was excellent. <laughs> so, um, are we going to upload this to Real Talk with Keith Smith? No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't have time to do that. What does the B stand for? Benjamin. Benjamin, I did not know that. Yeah, Benjamin. Uh, how, how many years we've known each other? I did not know that your middle name was, was Benjamin. My na- middle name is Brian, so I was wondering if it was the same. Yeah. Mine's Biblical the, reference. Uh, I yeah. Two of, the 12, two of the 12 tribes of Israel. There you go. There you go. Very nicely done Love there, Judah Wickhauer. Love it. Um, a little bit, a little bit of religion. We did a bunch of uh, fi- uh, banking news and a little re- wrapped it up with a religion history, history religion one hundred and one. I love Siebel show guys is up in one hour. We'll see if we can get to some of the comments we didn't get to uh, today on that show, and we're looking forward to connecting with you. The show is archived on RealTalkWithKeithSmith.com. We encourage you to click the Partners tab, where you will find the list of trusted advisors that you can count on. To get to the closing table, the show is presented by Yes Realty Partners. Keith Smith, Yona Smith, and their team will help you guys buy the home of your dreams. Yes Realty Partners. For Keith Smith, Judah Wickhauer, my name is Jerry Miller. Take care. All right, gentlemen, good work. A lot of comments on the banks. I'm sure.